1: When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
2: Hey, Browns fans. It's time to gear up for a pain-free 2022 NFL season for your Cleveland Browns with new friends of the show, Buckeye Law Group. If you've been injured in a car accident, a slip and fall, a work accident, or even if you've been buried into the ground by Miles Garrett or stiff-armed by Nick Chubb, you need to call Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. Their attorneys will fight for the money you deserve. Buckeye Law Group's attorneys have recovered over $1 billion for their clients throughout the entire country. So don't make the mistake of calling just any other attorney. Call attorneys you can trust, and best of all, they're Browns fans just like you. Call our friends from Buckeye Law Group at 1-800-411-PAYNE. After 9-1-1, call 411 payne after nine one one, call four one one. That's 1-800-411-PAYNE. 1-800-411-7246. That's Buckeye Law Group, located at 1300 East 9th Street, Suite 1210 in Cleveland, Ohio. Buckeye Law Group, proud fans of the Cleveland Browns, just like you.
0: Hey guys, it's Kenny Mack from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and I'm putting an APB out from Miles Garrett. I need your help. Let's find him. Hell, let's find the whole defense. If you find them, send them to Orchard Park, New York, and label them volatile, not fragile, like this week. Also, had a wild idea. Maybe there's like an ex-player who's coaching a football team in high school that can maybe turn this defense around and get a win. Nah, that'll never work. I don't like getting those three hours back from yesterday. Anyways, let's kick this off, boys. Go Browns.
3: Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. If you want to get your own show on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. Thanks to Kenny Mack for that inspiring uh, intro he left us today. Uh, we're going to change this podcast to the moon dogs podcast. If we get a couple more losses, it's going to become a strictly Cavaliers podcast, uh, because I'm getting, I don't know how much longer I can do this for. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are still out there listening. Um, Bad, bad loss for the Browns. We're going to get into it. We got some voicemails to get to. Hear your guys' thoughts uh, before we do. Though, I want to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Uh, you can also find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts if you prefer to just listen. We want to give a huge shout out to everybody who follows us on TikTok. Today we hit uh, the ten thousand follower mark on TikTok. It's the first platform we've hit. Um, double digit thousands. I don't know how to say that okay. uh, followers of any sorts. It's so, in it's the one we've had the least amount of time. We have 10 of thousands of followers. Yes. <laughs> 10 of thousands. It's very impressive. 10 of thousands. Uh, so if you're following us on there, we really appreciate it. If you're not following us and you, you're on TikTok, go give us a follow, help us out. Um, we post little snippets and stuff there all the time. One of my favorite things I, I just repinned to our profile was the video, of me talking about how the lions and the Packers were going to be the same this year. And, no, you didn't say the same. Uh, I said the Lions were going to finish better. Yes. And Great. it's very, very close.
2: The Packers did their best to prove you wrong this week. They're, but, they're trying. Fine.
3: Everybody knew the Packers were going to win. There's no oh, way Aaron Rodgers was losing to Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is still a fake coach. He still sucks. <laughs> he just has a good defense, and that's it. And he has nothing to do with that defense. So I'm still not a Mike McCarthy <laughs> fan. Um No. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, you want to hear more stuff like we just did the last minute, uh, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member on our Patreon page, get an extra episode every week, Fantasy League's going on, private Discord, Uh, it's just a ton of fun, Browns fans all over the world, people to help commiserate with on Sundays, Uh, keep our spirits as high as possible, or just people to cry to come Sunday evening most weeks. Uh, So if you're looking for Browns fans to hang out with all over the world, you need some people to cry with on Sundays, jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. So the Browns come out of the bye week this week off their biggest one of the season, Monday night against the Bengals on Halloween, and you're going, man, we got two weeks to prepare for these guys, and don't (laughs) look now if we can somehow find a way to win this game. Holy crap, season's still very much alive (laughs) <laughs> that sounds about right yeah Yeah, you know, just typical <laughs> typical browns move man it's just it's like we all got the memo yeah we all knew the what was at stake we all knew we had two weeks to prepare for this but nobody told the players nobody told the coaches It's one of the most em- embarrassing losses i can remember in the in the the r- recent <laughs> uh Past uh, the Browns have so many embarrassing losses in my life. I mean, I, I guess you could say since week two uh, <laughs> to the Jets, <laughs> um, <laughs> but this one was just so embarrassing, dude. The in the effort on especially on the defensive side of the ball, and I thought the defense played decent for a half, but man, the the effort in the second half was abysmal.
2: No, this this whole team coaching staff, like you just said, they they should be truly embarrassed. I mean. To call themselves professional football players, professional football coaches. You really can't I mean it was
3: so pathetic. It was it was it was awful. We're we're gonna get into everything. We're just gonna Get right into your voicemails this week. We're going to get to all of them and then uh, we'll touch some stuff up at the end, too. Anything that's not covered in the voicemails. So, yes. what do we got? This one kind of covers what I was just saying. What's up,
4: guys? It's Tanner. I'm going to try to make it quick. You can't look me in my eyes and tell me that we can watch a sorry franchise like the uh, Bengals draft high two years in a row and find themselves in the Super Bowl while we're. Well, we keep telling ourselves to relax and wait for us to put together. It does not take five years. We ignored all kinds of problems with certain players and neglected them entirely on the defense. You can't just pick up a quarterback and say all problems are solved, especially when he's out for most of the year. Uh, Just like I said a couple weeks ago when the players actually came to play on Monday night, it was the players who made a choice and did their jobs, not Joe Woods. He gets no credit. We've seen him for three years in in a row now, blow it. Two years with his own guys that he had input on getting. Now we have all these players that we paid a ton of money to, and they look like way less than the players that we paid for. Nobody looks good. Um, there's about three players I like to keep. Everyone else needs to go. Uh, we'll probably watch them be good somewhere else too. While well, we keep wasting Nick Chubb's career, I feel bad for that guy. We watch all these other teams make moves at the trade deadline while we just do oh, watch because we think we're too good or something, I don't know, or we're asking too much for players. You have the Dolphins that go get Wilson and go get Chubb And both those people played a vital role in them kicking our asses yesterday. I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't know if I can watch too many more games this year. I've been to four of these games. I drive past freaking downtown Cleveland every morning. I'm getting really tired of having this team to root for. There might be a new team that I might be trying to pick up and root for because
3: it's ridiculous. Thanks. Man, I felt that on a a deep, personal personal level. I felt that personally. um, A couple things you said. I think we didn't make moves at the trade deadline, not because we think we're too good, but because I think they'll never say it publicly, but they know we're too bad. And they weren't going to give anything up because they know the season's going nowhere.
2: Yeah, and another thing you know about picking up a quarterback and then him not playing most of the season – when we traded for Deshaun, we didn't know how many games it was going to be. We were kind of still thinking it might be in that, like, four to six range. And so it was supposed to be six. It, yeah, so the 11 games, that eh, kind of came back, and that sucks. Um, so I don't think you can kind of put that on that move necessarily. But there was a chance, you know, they were talking at that time he was going to be out the whole year. So, yeah, you know, whatever. They did not fix the defense. He is right about
3: that. So I got it. I was arguing with a guy on Twitter this morning, because um, that's what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he, he, he said he's always defending Joe Woods, saying that uh, the, he doesn't have any good players. And I went like, bro, the, the defense has plenty of good players. He's wasting them or ruining them. So I wanted to ask you guys, and then I told him, I said, look what Stefanski's doing on offense with his players. There's more talent on the defensive side of the ball, more highly drafted yep. players on the defensive side of the ball. But Stef- we are 31 in points per game allowed on the defensive side of the ball, and we're top 10 in scoring on the offensive side of the ball. So, And and I get that Stefanski is a head coach, so he needs to be concerned about all, but that tells you the difference in coaching on one side of the ball compared to the other because there's way more talent on the defensive side of the ball. So I want to ask you guys, what side of the ball do you think has more talent? (laughs) Right now? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, on paper, you would think the
5: defense. You would absolutely think on paper. He was was telling me there's nobody. Go ahead. Well, the only reason I would maybe disagree with that is because of our offensive line. That's fair. As far as weapons are concerned, yeah, maybe our defense. But when you factor in the offensive line with a healthy Wyatt Teller,
3: I think it's the offense, actually. Think about this, though. I'm going to push you back here. On the offense, you got Amari Cooper. Like, right now, you got Amari Cooper, David Njoku, Chubb. I'm not throwing Kareem on this because he hasn't been that good this year. Yeah, you
2: really can't anymore.
3: Um and then I'm going to throw in Teller and Batonio, okay? Teller's been hurt yep. a few weeks, and Joku's been hurt a few weeks. We've been playing with a backup center all, all year, and he's playing out of his mind. He's doing co- pretty well. Because yeah. coaching matters. We, we've played with a patchwork offensive line the last couple of years. Jedrick Wills isn't that good of a left tackle.
2: I was actually we'll, – I'll bring him up later. Go mm-hmm. ahead and keep going.
3: Jedrick Wills is not that good of a left tackle. Ethan Posick is a free agent backup center – we're playing with a, a guard I've never even heard of. Yeah. And Jack Conklin is still a very solid right tackle, but he is not the pro bowler he was, you know, in Tennessee, at least not so far. He's also been injured a lot. Coaching matters. He, they're getting the most out of these guys. The Browns have one of the best offensive lines in football, and they have two great guards and then three okay players. Mm-hmm. Those guys are playing above their means a lot because of guys like Bill Callahan. And he's, you know, James Hudson, where'd we get him? It was late, right? Fifth Since, round, oh, sixth yes. round. Fifth or sixth, yeah. yeah. Okay, and look at how well he's played because coaching matters. We'll go to the other side of the ball and look what's ha- – Greedy Williams, second-round pick. Grant Delpit, second-round pick. Miles Garrett's the number one overall pick. Genevieve on Clowney is still considered a very high-end defensive edge. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Um, Newsom has not played as well this year as he did last year. There's Emerson out there. You haven't even mentioned Ward yet. There's so. Tenzel Ward. Yeah. These are all second round or higher players. John
2: Johnson was a John free agent safety yes. 2 years ago.
3: Correct. And they've all gotten worse. Yes. Coaching matters. It matters. So it, you can't tell me there's not talent on the defensive side of the ball. All these guys, there's no way they're all bust. There's no way Greedy, Delpit, Newsom, Emerson, Ward. There's no way they're all busts all of a sudden.
2: No, you and you compare the two sides of the ball. So we're talking about all these, like, first and second round, you know, Emerson, a third-round pick, these these high draft pick capital guys on the defensive side, and they're not playing up to their potential on the other side of the ball. You, like you just said, you got three guys on the line who are just okay, and, like, the free agent backup center is out there playing out of his mind. Teller a couple of years ago, we didn't even know if he'd be a backup making the roster. Who's he
3: going? was fighting with Austin Corbett for a, roster, for a spot, and now he's a pro bowler. One of the best guards in the league, because right.
2: coaching matters. So imagine if the if we had good coaching, that could come in and actually mold our first and second round picks on the defensive side. How good that defense could be on paper. That's a
3: that's a defensive roster. I, I guarantee thirty one other teams in the league would kill for. There is a we are a top ten offense this year with a career journeyman quarterback. Yes, that yep. Tell me anywhere else that happens. Maybe Seattle this year, yeah, that's <laughs> because, which is insane. You know, it's like, never happened. But you, you go tell me, find me another team that's playing with like a career journeyman backup quarterback, and then he's leading a top 10 offense. Mm-hmm. And he only has one wide receiver. DPJ's putting a nice season together, but he's still just definitely a number two or three. No, no receivers on this team have a touchdown except for Amari Cooper. The last wide receiver to catch a, a touchdown for the Browns, was Jarvis Landry not wow. named Amari Cooper? That's, That's crazy. And it's a top ten offense.
5: Joe Woods, hundred percent, needs to be gone next year.
3: It, it's it's not a even a question. One thing I'll say,
5: and I'm not I'm not making excuses for our defense at all, but we do have all this talent. And we can agree on that. But then we've got an entire section of our defense that. Is sucks. not like sucks, I don't know bro. if Joe Woods or any defensive coordinators fixing that. We get a new defensive coordinator next year. We still need to pick up some pieces on defense to be
3: able to stop the. We let everybody run all the, over the
1: us. interior. The interior D line is it's dog shit. It's, it's trash. Not even it's there. bad. I think there, few, it's
3: irrelevant. A few weeks ago, I think I called it the Bermuda Triangle of suck. You it's did bad. the interior D lineman in the middle linebacker, and it hasn't changed. Um, no, Andrew Berry is not blameless because For he sure. he doesn't put any kind of emphasis on those two positions. in all offseason we're going, um, hey,
1: we saw this last year we we, we, kind of, we suck
3: at this and we we saw this last year and we got worse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot worse.
3: And we did nothing to 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 shore it up. Now, could Joe Woods maybe, I don't know, let's move Miles inside every now and then? Every time he does it it works out. But he just goes in spurts where he, there's no adjustments. It's like he's watching the game with blinders on. So, and you ever notice, too, every halftime, we'll play tough for a half, and then after halftime, it's just we get obliterated because mm-hmm. the other team makes, makes adjustments, adjustments and we yeah. make none. Oh, we're just going to do what got us here. Most NFL teams, they probably – I mean, I know even our local high school team, they almost have two game plans. They have a first-half game plan, and then there's stuff that they hold and don't show, and they save for the second half to count – to counter any adjustments that the other team might make so if the local high school team does that why doesn't (laughs) the local professional football team do that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just it's crazy the lack of adjustments i'm gonna
1: say something that might upset browns fans but at some point Kevin Stefanski has to start taking accountability for how badly things
3: are going. Oh, you're not defense. you're not going to upset the Browns fans. There's a lot of Browns it's, fans who are gone. It's frustrating.
1: and well, I was talking to somebody today and they said, you know, like, like last year, the year before, we would have never even thought about this, but it's getting to a point now where no adjustments are being made. It's not being focused on and you know, I know he he runs the offense, but at the end of the day, he's the head coach. He has to be held accountable accountable for what his guys are putting out there. And to this point, except for maybe what one or two games, the defense has been embarrassingly bad. And it's not even like oh we get gashed on the rush because we've done that too. John John pointed it out. He said, "Man, we're probably I've, I'm scared. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. I'm I'm very nervous. I think these guys are going to kill us." And you were a hundred percent accurate on that, bro. You nailed that. But then. To all he did. Nobody had like a crazy big game receiver-wise, but he diced us up. Mm-hmm. I, there, Every guy in that receiving core had four or five catches for 60, 70 yards.
3: It's typical Browns. The, a guy who doesn't have a touchdown for the season, he scores on the Browns.
5: <laughs> yeah, and then they said something about the Browns not giving up a touchdown on the first drive of the game. I was like, "Yo, why'd you say that?" Because <laughs> you know what's going to happen now.
3: We got no, we got no pressure on, on Tua all game. Now no. he did. They did a good job of like moving the pocket, and he yeah. got rid of the ball quick. But the effort's just bad. And and I'm not just. am still a Stefanski supporter, but it's getting harder and harder to defend him. Like it's yeah. I I still don't want him gone, but especially because I said this a couple of weeks ago, we don't need to overreact losing these games. We all expected to lose these games.
5: And playing with a backup quarterback is kind of yes. like playing with one arm tied behind your back. We all expected, He's got
3: half a playbook. Like I said, these losing these games suck because we lost the games that we shouldn't have lost earlier in the season. These games we all expected to lose. When we did a schedule breakdown early in the year, we were like, well, that's probably a loss. That's probably a that's loss. Right. That's probably mm-hmm. a loss. That's So we, I don't want to overreact to losing to games that I picked us to lose three months ago. But... It's how we lost this game. Yeah. It's coming out of your buy. You just played your most complete game. The season's kind of hanging in the balance. If you can somehow pull this one out, everything you want to do is still in front of you. And you come out and just lay an egg. And the effort is so bad. Miles Garrett's effort was so bad. He had as many tackles as Cade York.
1: <laughs> Look at the body language too of the players. Like when you when they scan the sideline, it's just a whole bunch of just guys that are defeated. In the first quarter, when they scored right before half, I was like, "Uh oh, that's probably it because we can't keep up with that offense. And we weren't. It comes down to execution and stuff like that. Like at the end of the day, we we got guys that are playing above their means, but we especially when the defense is going to go out there and just absolutely let them do everything that they want. There was guys making plays yesterday that I had never even heard of. I literally looked at my wife. I was like, I don't even know who the hell that guy is. <laughs> I didn't know if he was a receiver, or right? Uh, gold or whatever. Ingold, yeah. I was literally like, I've never even heard of this guy. And I've heard about every, the fifth, sixth guy all the way down a roster, you know, from fantasy. Well, I never not even heard of the guy.
2: We we got absolutely embarrassed and obliterated yesterday. And Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle had meh games. Yeah, yeah I, have oh, both, meh. I
3: have both of them in different fantasy leagues. Yeah,
2: if Hill didn't catch that one touchdown... He has a horrible fantasy day. I mean, if you're looking at it from that side, but you look at the run, like we were just talking about that interior D line and everything. I mean, Jeff Wilson, seven yards of carry. Raheem Mostert, eight yards of carry. Yeah. I mean, every time they got the ball, they were ripping off huge chunk yardage. It was
1: terrible. And, they, yeah. and they're good. They're talented guys. Yeah, but, but they're, they're not, not like, like that. that. They're not a
3: good run team. So yeah. they average ninety yards a game.
2: Right. Yeah, and they didn't. They're they're, they're a pass. Remember last week we talked about they're like sixty three because I, I did the poor math. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. They were very much run
3: or uh, pass heavy. Not this this week. They were like they to be two or three, 33 times they ran thirty three times. It's pretty balanced. Threw, they they ran for one hundred and ninety five yards. They averaged ninety. Everybody, wow. the only team that hasn't ran all over us, and it's only because Zach Taylor's too stupid of a coach to realize that we can't stop the run is the Bengals.
2: Yeah, yeah and I, I think, everybody I agree else, with you. It's the Zach Taylor thing. Yes, yeah.
3: everybody else just runs all over us, and they didn't even try. If they would have tried – I mean, what's crazy is they didn't even try to run against us, and then the next week Joe Mixon had five touchdowns. It's like, hey, guys, <laughs> he could have done that last week. Yeah, very easily. <laughs> you didn't even try. We would have let you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's just it's, – the, the, it's embarrassing. The thing I want to say about Stefanski, especially why it's getting harder to defend him, is the things that made him coach of the year in what we thought were strengths are every year they've gotten worse. Yes. What made him coach of the year and why we were so impressed with him was how buttoned up we 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 were, how he got guys to buy in over Zoom, you know, because it was the COVID year. How how uh, disciplined we looked, all that stuff, and all that seems to has regressed every year. So now, if you even take the defense out, say you're like, well, that's Joe Woods' problem. The thing it's the other stuff: the discipline, the buy in, the motivation that has gotten in. That's what's making me more scared for Stefanski even more than him needed to get the reins on the defense. His strengths don't seem to be strengths anymore. No, and I mean, if you
2: think about it like, think about it from like a business perspective, if you were like, uh, you know, you're over three departments at your company, right? Those are your three departments you're responsible for. You got a manager in each one of them. You got one department that's doing really well and you're really helping that manager and you're, you know, you're doing a lot of work with that one excelling. Those other two departments are horrible really dragging down the company, losing money or whatever. Mm -hmm. How long are you going to have your job? Just because one department's doing really well, the other two are dragging you down. Correct. You're not. You're not going to have that job very long.
1: Correct. Do you want to hear a really, really disappointing stat that I didn't even realize but I came across it? We were so bad on defense yesterday they didn't even have to punt the ball. That's no, right. You're they right. Didn't punt, <laughs> they didn't even punt the ball one time.
3: They could have practice squatted their punter and put somebody else, let somebody else get a day on the active roster.
2: Yeah. Like another fullback could have gotten a touchdown or something. And, it, them.
3: and it wouldn't have cost them. <laughs> it unbelievable to not that. I mean, that's almost like Ohio State versus Akron kind of stuff. Yeah. 100%. So, it, one last thing before we go to the next voicemail. Speaking of Ohio State. To the people who tell me that it's it's the players, not the coaching, and we've touched on this, and I know college is different than pros, but just look at Ohio State's defense this year compared to last year, and the only difference is a new defensive coordinator. It's a lot of – obviously a couple different guys, but the main nucleus, it's a lot of the same guys. And the defense is top ten in every category this year. They were one of the worst defenses in all of college football last year coaching matters. Or just look at anything outside of sports. One
5: good leader can change an entire team of the exact same people. He can change the culture, he can
3: change the work ethic, he can change everything. Class, yes, Mark Jackson used to coach the uh, the Golden State Warriors and they were decent, make like first round playoffs or they're scratching it. They fired him and everybody's going, "Oh, you fired a good coach and they hire Steve Kerr, and it's a dynasty." Coaching matters. Coaching matters. All right, Browns
2: fans, the kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim, unless you're kicking to the Browns. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. Your pulse, racing, he kicks, you watch, the ball lands... Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. What's up, Browns fans? Let's take a quick break in the action. Let's talk about tailgating because... There's still plenty of NFL action left to go, and this season, if you're not tailgating with the best steaks ever, you need to get yourself Omaha Steaks. The holidays are right around the corner, but until then, let's keep enjoying this fall air, and that means fall grilling with cookouts, tailgate parties, and so much more. Luckily, the flavor experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to savor all the flavors of fall with their mouth-watering assortments of perfectly aged steaks, ultra-juicy burgers, and easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Now is the perfect time to load up on all this incredible flavor and take advantage of 50% off site-wide by shopping their friends and family sale. And if you're listening to this show your friends and family. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use our promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S when you check out and get $30 off your order. Don't wait, guys. Go to OmahaSteaks.com right now. Stock up today. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. Guaranteed. And don't forget to score that extra 30 bucks off when you order using promo code DOGS at checkout. Omaha Steaks is perfect for those chilly and busy fall nights. You won't come close to getting this kind of quality at the grocery store. Visit OmahaSteaks.com promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S when you check out minimum order may be required well speaking of coaching here's clayton
6: hey guys clayton here akron ohio been a long time browns fan highs and lows and obviously more of the lows it's just getting really hard to watch these guys i mean i watch them every week but joe woods is not putting an acceptable product on the field we we got real excited we thought he was turning the corner with cincinnati but like you guys said he puts enough out there to kind of save his job and get to the next week but he was back to his same old four-man front, soft zone. Two was just sitting back there picking us apart because he's got all the time in the world. And because the middle of our D-line is trash, they can double-team and block Miles and Clowney. If Stefanski's not willing willing to pull the trigger on him and fire him, maybe his seat needs to start getting warm, too. The other side, offense, it looked like we took a step back from the Cincinnati game to today. And I don't know if that's play-calling if that's Miami's defense, but I feel like we went in the opposite direction offensively. Also, go Browns.
1: So, yeah. and just to talk about the play calling, I think we kind of got caught in the moment of how the game script was going. I mean, we got down. We kind of got away from a rush because we really couldn't. We went, we went down two scores. It was kind of second half. Well, and, and we, then we couldn't stop them, and we couldn't run the ball.
2: Right,
3: we couldn't. We were trying to run the ball early. Nick Chubb
2: ended with over five yards of carry because of that thirty-three yard touchdown. Yes, he had if outside you take, of that.
3: If you take away the thirty-three yard touchdown, which when the game was already decided right. late, he would have had ten carries for thirty-three yards. Yeah, so he yeah, was three point three yards of carry. carry. I we, don't think the, I would we, argue the game
5: wasn't decided at that point. Yes, uh, yes at it half, was. bro. No, it wasn't, when, or, all, no when, we, when he, when he, yeah. I, well, well,
3: if we would have stopped him the drive before to and then or the drive score, after, and then that would have made it a yeah. one score game, he scored, and it was still a two score game in the fourth quarter, right?
5: No, it the reason it was decided is because we knew they were just going to score again,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, the players and the, the quit we saw on the field that, yeah, it was decided.
5: And well, well, what that uh, Clayton just said about Stefanski needing to fire Joe Woods or his seat gets warmer. That's what I said right before we started the show. Um, He's – I don't care if he's your friend, man. He's not good enough. And we'll see what happens after the season. We're probably just not going to fire him right in the middle of the season. I agree. I
1: I worry, too, when I look at body language of the players, I worry that they're not buying into Stefanski. And if you don't have control of your locker room and the players aren't buying into what you're selling – it's maybe, rat, bro. It, maybe it's time. And I hate to say that. I hate to say that because I think Stefanski's a damn good coach. I think offensively he's a grower. But you know what it reminded me of? And I don't know if it's kind of a similar system. But what was it? Two years ago, Browns looked like a very like decent team. And we went to San Francisco on a Monday night <laughs> and got the brakes blown off of us because they ran the ball down our throat. We couldn't stop them.
3: Baker had a terrible. We were a decent team that year. I'm pretty sure we were 0 two. Was that okay? That was Freddie's well, year. <laughs> so, oh, is that Freddie year? Uh, yeah, well, maybe was it was Freddy just year. the anticipation. Sure that just made us 0
1: three. Okay, we'd already gotten the break speed off us by the Titans. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's fair. Yeah, no,
1: and we were we, punching players and stuff that game. We were one and one. <laughs> okay, because
3: we barely beat the Jets in week two. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. All right. So, but it reminded me of that game, like because I just felt like we didn't have any answer for him. No, we couldn't. We couldn't do anything. Um,
5: we didn't. Yeah, they they did exactly what they wanted to do, whether Correct. it was run or pass every single play. Yeah. I was losing
3: my mind. This this was a game the and I know Jacoby actually he played a decent game. It was all right. But yeah. this was a game not having Deshaun really hurt the Browns because we actually talked about this on our preview last week. The the Dolphins run defense against running backs is actually pretty decent. What has killed them this year is mobile quarterbacks. Jacoby had seven carries, he had forty yards. Mm-hmm. But Jacoby's not a, a, ru- a running quarterback. And, and for the first time all year, they shut down our, our traditional run game of Chubb and Hunt. I know they only carried the ball 17 times between them. We touched on why, because we're down two and three scores in the second half. We tried to run the ball. I thought in the first half, we tried to get the run going, and we couldn't. Mm-hmm. We were getting two, two yards of carry. At one point, we averaged 2.3 yards of carry if Deshaun plays in this game and the threat of the quarterback to run is open, it, it would open opened up so much more. This was a, this was the first time in all year, I think where it was like the lack of an explosive player at quarterback has really limited the offense. Cause if you look at the Browns offense, we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, we don't have a lot of explosive playmakers on the outside, outside of Amari Cooper. Okay. So we're not explosive on the outside, and we don't have a threat to run at quarterback. I mean, all they had to focus on was Nick Chubb, and that, and, the, and they were a good run defense.
2: Yeah, um, and you said it, I think, well, you said it last week on the episode that don't be surprised the Browns come out throwing the ball early, which is what we did on that first mm-hmm. drive. And I was, I got really excited, of course, as Browns fan. We went right down the field on the first drive and scored, and it was like, okay, great, now if our defense can come out, we hadn't seen them yet. The way that they were against, you know, the last time we saw them against the Bengals and, and we shut them down, make a three and out or, you know, whatever, get the ball back, no points and go down to score again. Now we've got a really nice shot here. I feel like that and happens that just, a
1: lot too. I, I don't know the style. like as far as games, the first drives for us. I feel like we go down and get the score pretty often. I could be wrong there completely. It just either feels get the that score way
2: or we'd go fourth and three and don't yeah.
1: get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie though. Like I think even if we had Deshaun Watson, because our defense is, absolute trash. I don't even think it, I mean, it would have been close, but at the end of the day, they, they did everything that they wanted to do. They controlled the game. I don't think it, I mean, early on there was, there was hope, but I don't think like we ever as a team had, any kind of control of the game. They did what they wanted. No, and, it was and we,
3: straight ass beating. And they,
1: the it felt like Browns fans were in Miami. Like <laughs> there was a lot of Browns fans and
3: Aaron in the, in the dog pack was there. Yeah. He said it was more Browns fans than Dolphins fans.
2: That's crazy. I was just going to bring this up real quick. I, just a quick little, little side note about Amari Cooper. You know, we can talk about this explosive playmaker we have on the outside, but have you guys noticed his home and away spot? Oh, it's crazy. Bro. It's been that
3: way his whole career. Yeah.
2: So what 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 is up with
1: that? He likes playing at home. Yeah. <laughs> he does better I mean, at home, it's
2: bro. It's not even just a little bit different. It's it's huge. I mean, his away games 17 yards, 9 yards. Uh see he had well, he has 74 in Baltimore, which is okay, but been 32. His home games, 101, 101, 76, 131. It's been that way
3: That's his whole crazy. career. Yeah. Maybe athletes are creatures of habit. Look at Kirk Cousins you can't win on it? It's a joke. Kirk Cousins, like noon. Kirk Cousins is like a top five NFL uh, QB, and then he has to play any other time besides noon. He sucks. It's just it's weird. It's it it's super weird. Um, but uh, we we were never in this. No, no, I agree. We we were never. We in held this. on. We held
1: on hope as Browns fans that things would break our way. And again, we don't get turnovers. No, like turnovers are a complete non-factor this year for us. I well, you
3: have to be around people to <laughs> and to create a turnover. <laughs> uh, I actually saw this thing. So this was posted before the game, and I didn't see it till today. So it was the three keys to success Uh-oh. for the Browns versus the Dolphins. Did it see if the Browns did any of these? Take care of the football.
1: No, nope. unfortunately, not. Nick
3: Chubb fumbled. Is it just me? Too? Nick Chubb is awesome, but man, when he fumbles, it always seems like it's the, the, the worst yeah. time. <laughs> uh, so we, we we didn't take care of the football. Sack, hit, and disrupts Tua.
1: Nope. Yeah, I don't even think we touched
3: him. No. He he was never down 2 hands. They to didn't half.
2: have to uh, clean his jersey after
1: that. I think, game. well, so they did get one sack on him because uh, Newsom and Deion Jones combined for a half sack.
3: Yeah, okay. I, but, I know, yep. my God, one sack? God, <laughs> what? And then limit the big plays. Oh, okay. No, they, just, they just We
1: limited them a little bit on passing for a little bit, I'll, I guess. I'll and,
3: say this on that. What's his name? Sheffield or Shurfield or whatever his name? On his touchdown catch, he definitely pushed off. Yeah, on Emerson. So we just never gonna freaking get a call like that. It cost us a game uh, in Baltimore. That that was the Baltimore game, right? Yeah, right. And they call, where they call that weak ass push off on Amari. And since then, we've had multiple touchdowns thrown against us where the guy has pushed off on our DB. No freaking call in sight. It's it's irritating as shit.
5: Well, going back <laughs> to our preview. Of this game, we all kind of agreed that the number one key to stopping the Dolphins was bring pressure.
3: Well, so you had to be careful here, though. I you can't bring a ton of pressure because that's going to leave people on the outside one on one with Waddle and in Hill, and you're just going to get well. You you, but you you blitz can't be predictable, but you can't just never do it. Exactly, you have to sprinkle it in still. And I'm not saying bring six and seven, but you can occasionally bring a fifth, right. You know what I mean? You could still bring five sometimes. Well,
5: keep them st- guessing because they they looked like they came in with a plan. They came in with 60 plays or whatever. And they said, so this is what we're going to do. <laughs> and then they and checked then, off all 60 of those Yes, plays. <laughs> and they, did, they followed it perfectly. Yes. Because our defense is like, oh, they want to run this play?
2: That's not true. They probably had a couple punts in their plan just in case. And they were like, <laughs> we
5: didn't have to punt. Yeah. Just, okay, that's wild. a fair point. It's wild. But, I mean, it was insane watching them just – Run. It was very. It was like Atlanta bro. all over again. Watching them run for ten, for eight, ten again. The next play, and then yep. they just throw on us. And I'm if like, you
1: what get, are we doing? if you get six, seven yards on first down with the run, your whole playbook's open. Even if, even if you make, like, let's say you throw it and they don't catch it, we'll just give it to the back on third down. And guess what? He'll get another six or seven new set of downs. We we never we could never get them in a position where. I they, thought, like
3: They averaged 7.3 yards per play. Yeah. That's literally never getting off the field. Nope. That's, that's 14 yards every two plays. You only need 10 for a first down, turns out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I would and explain why they didn't have to punt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were uh, 6 of 11 on third down. And I, I wish I could hire somebody to do this and go back in Joe Wood's tenure for three years now and see how many times the Browns give up on a first down on third and eight plus. It's oh. got to be at like in a historically high clip because I feel like we almost never get off the third and long, third and 10, third and 11, might as well be third and one for the opposition. That's fair. They, it's just, you, you're going to get to drop back. Nobody's going to get pressed at the line and you're going to get to throw. It's going to be pitch and catch to your wide open receiver. And it can be, Your first option, or it could be your fifth, they'll all be open.
2: Yep. That's the frustrating thing, too, about watching these Browns games is if it's third and eight for the Browns, you're sitting there going, dang, man, we're going to have to punt here. (laughs) Third and eight for the other team, you're like,
1: crap, they're going to pick this up. How are they going to get this? Yeah,
3: exactly. It almost seems the only way we stop people is if they have a penalty. Right. And And that doesn't even – that's not for sure. They'll hold. It'll be first down they hold. It's first and 20. Three plays later, first down.
2: Yeah, they, then they'll pick up 16 on the I next was, play. I was going to say, play. 16
3: yep. all day. It, it'll, it'll be, it'll be second, second four. Yep.
2: Oh, cool. It's so
3: GD irritating.
2: <laughs> uh, all right, we got any more voicemails here? Yeah, we got two more. So here's
0: uh, from our intro. This is Kenny Mack. Hey, guys, it's Kenny Mack in another underwhelming performance by our Brownies, and it was a blowout loss. I mean you know all or for about 2 weeks here we got to listen to like here's when the playoffs run starts well it's dead in its tracks i mean we can go what 8-0 now but our offensive line just didn't show much this time and they've been usually pretty solid but that defensive line's been a huge problem all year no push, no desire. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts are. I thought the team gave up after uh, midway through or near the end of the third quarter, and we're just playing on for next week. Uh, we got the Bills up next week. I don't know what we're going to do if we give that same effort. Which team will show up? I don't know, guys, but we couldn't do much. Uh, you guys can take it from here. I uh, Love the show. See you later. I
3: thought the offensive line played their worst game of the year. I Well, by far. Can we talk about Jed Wills for – I'd love minutes. to. I, so, what what year are we
2: in with Jed? Is this three? three? Yep. Do we pick up his fifth year?
1: I don't know. For I don't, I, I I mean, don't think we
2: have.
3: Do but we? Anyway. That's actually I've I wanted to bring that up. Like I don't. Do we want him? Is he good enough? Is he good enough to pick up the f- fifth? Because when you picked him tenth, yeah, you you thought he was going to be your foundational if a, franchise. If not yeah. a perennial Pro Bowler, you at least thought he was going to be like a good starter, a stud, a good <laughs> starter, top of the league left tackle. Yeah. And he is average at
2: best. Yep. And you talk about the Bill Callahan effect on these offensive linemen, but that seems to be the one it's not taken with.
3: No. And I think, I don't know, to me, he comes across as a little lazy.
2: I was just going to say lack of
3: effort. Lack, a lot. A lot lack of effort. He quits on plays. He almost always has like a drive killing penalty. Yep. It's like yep, we're sure finally does. moving the ball and then he holds. And every time I'm just waiting for them to say 71. Yep, he's waiting for it. And I actually I actually think if you go and look at some of his PFF stats, he's actually decent in in pass protection, which is crazy because I don't see it when I watch the game. PFF can be very skewed. I like PFF, but they also According to PFF, Malcolm Smith was a good linebacker last True. year. I also think a lot of that might have to do with the
2: fact that Jacoby does get rid of the ball pretty quickly. Yes. He's not like Baker. Jacoby knows how to go through his progressions and get rid of the ball,
3: typically. Yeah. Uh, Jed Wills, to me, he is, I, don't, I won't call him a bust because he's at least serviceable, but he is, not, I mean, when you pick a tackle 10th, and was he the first or second tackle taken? I think he was the second. The second. Yeah. Okay. The second. And, and Worfs was there.
2: Yeah, I know.
3: I don't understand why we took a left, ta- a right tackle that we were going to have to convert to left tackle when Worfs was there. Was that Barry or was that Dorsey? <sighs> I can't remember. It's a good question. We'll have to look into that.
2: Yeah.
3: It was, but to me, it's like, w- wait, what? And I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but of course all Tristan Worst is doing is being one of the best left tackles in football since the day he stepped on the field in Tampa Bay. And Jedrick Wills showed promise as a rookie, and I feel like he has not gotten any better. He's still playing at the same level he did as a rookie. Which is unacceptable.
2: Wills was twenty twenty, so that would have been
3: that'd been Barry's first year, right? Yeah.
5: Think so. That's a bad pick. Well, Blake, I think you want to touch on something that was in that voicemail. <laughs> hmm. Is our season over yet?
3: <laughs> so I talked about this. Oh, the season's p- probably most likely over, but I'm not. I don't think it's mathematically over until we lose to the Buccaneers. Because, well, because we'll know exactly when it's mathematically over. Because that, we'll then, be informed of that. <laughs> yes, because then, then you get the most you can win is nine. And I don't think nine's going to win the division. And I don't think nine's going to get you a wild card. But if you can somehow beat the Bucks, and then Watson comes back and you somehow go six and zero and finish 10 and seven, I think you're at least playing meaningful football in weeks, you know, 16, 17, 18.
1: I think you have to be playing meaning meaningful football regardless. Because well, you, Safansky, <laughs> if. Uh, and I'm not, I they said, hey, you know, we'd like to see Deshaun Watson and Stefanski in a full year. I'm not, I'm getting to the point where I don't even know if that's like a real option. Like, I, I, they're going to call for his head. No, Especially I, if, if this is what we keep getting every week, every week.
3: Stefanski would have to, I mean. Lose the
1: locker room? We're, I think we're pretty close to that.
3: I don't think there's anything he could do to get fired, honestly. He'll be back next year.
1: And so will Joe Woods.
3: I, now that – now they might take that out of his hands. But Stefanski I, – like I said – I think I said this a couple weeks ago. He's You're stuck in a, a rough spot because he's such a good plate caller. So – and I know he needs to be more than that. Mm-hmm. But you can't just – you also don't like to just let guys who can do this walk out of your building. Kyle, Look what we do with Kyle Shanahan. Whoa. You know what I mean? So you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. And because – Offensive geniuses aren't just growing on trees. No, that's fair. You know what I mean. So, I think he's back next year. I, I don't think they're going to fire the guy when he's had to, to coach with Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett.
2: Correct. I, I also think that if he brings Joe Woods back next year, though, I think it will be his last year. I think he'll that is sealed. I would. Agree I don't with think that. that this is going to change.
5: Well, Justin brought up players, and I don't think the front office, if say. Uh, Barry and Stefanski have talked privately and they know Joe Woods is probably gone next year. Mm-hmm. Players don't know that. You know They're not going to have a player meeting to be like, hey, guys, don't worry, we're going to fire Joe Woods. <laughs> so Don't
1: tell Joe. It's going to be tough. <laughs> Keep your chin up, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's going to
5: be tough not to lose them. Like If the locker room decides they're done with Kevin, we're kind of screwed because he is that good. He is a really good I agree. Uh, play caller. He seems to be a decent head coach. I think he's a better play caller than he is a head coach. But by a slight margin, at least. Right. Uh, but but if the players don't want to play for him, I, it's kind of a wrap for him.
2: Well, losing the locker room is—we are in danger, I think, Justin. Because like you, I think you said, earlier, I saw, we, we I lost saw, the sideline
1: yesterday. I saw no effort. I think yeah. it's, I think it's predominantly
3: on one side of the ball, though. True. I, I'm with you on that, but that's, still, that's that's I half your fair. that's half your yeah. But I th- if they bring Stefanski back and they don't bring Woods back, that'll revitalize that.
2: I hope so. We need, we also need to get a real leader uh, player. Oh, that's a, on defense.
3: just the, uh, the art. the character of our team. John very, Johnson says the right thing. Yes. you Watch him play and he like jogs.
2: Yeah. He's not, he's not doing it on the field. We,
1: I mean, we need that.
3: I think we're very like out there.
1: Weak mentally, yeah, like yes. very, very weak. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take a lot for it just to completely.
3: Again, it's it's super hard to evaluate any of this though because of I just think they've quit on the defensive coordinator, and I'm I'm very much like a, I don't want to fire coaches mid season. I just think it makes you look like the dumpster the, fire yeah. we are, you know. And I'm I don't want to look like that. But you're at the point now where it's a greater risk of doing harm to your team by keeping him, yeah. Then it is to let them go and have to deal with the fallout of that because they're clearly not playing for them. Or they'll come out and they'll play decent, but then it's like once one bad thing goes wrong or halftime happens and we make no adjustments, then they they just give up. They have no resolve. Yeah, exactly. And it's on the coach... Coaching matters. I
2: I, I I think firing a head coach midseason, kind of like the Colts did, I mean, then you get the headlines and it kind of looks like, what, what are you guys that's doing? A ter- that's a terrible They
3: match. won! I know.
2: So so we fire yeah. a defensive coordinator. Okay, it's not the head coach. Who really cares? And like you said earlier, we're 31st in the league. How much worse? Can, what are we going to do, fall to 32? I mean, what, what risk are you really taking by firing the guy?
3: Listen, we're 31st in the league and the Lions are 32nd and the Lions played the, the Dolphins way tougher. Yeah. They played the Dolphins way tougher. Like, that was a good game. It's bad, man. The it's... Bears just played these guys tougher. And I know Justin Fields is going nuts right now, but the Bears are still not that great of a team. No, huh? Nope. They just lost to the Lions. <laughs> I will say this, too, though. The NFL this year is very... There's a lot of bad football teams.
2: Yes, it's weird this year. The, the really offense are. is
3: down everywhere. I mean, if you play fantasy, you know offense is way down this year. Scoring
2: is yeah, way down. Hard to come by.
3: So, it's just
2: been
1: a weird NFL season. So, unless you're playing against the Browns, we'll give you the points. Or if you are <laughs> the Cleveland Browns, the record's probably about the same as it's been since 1999. <laughs> yep. That's true. About similar.
2: Uh, we got what? One more voicemail here. One last one here from Phil.
3: Hey guys, it's Phil. All right, well, <laughs> that was an ass kicking. Joe <laughs> Woods' uh defense is back and it's <laughs> trashed. He should be fired tomorrow. I would have fired him in Miami, personally. Offensive line played horrible. That's probably one of the worst games I've seen them play in a while. I can't remember the last time uh, Nick Chubb fumbled the ball. That was an absolute just ass-kicking. And that pretty much ends our playoff hopes. Um, Not that we had much to begin with, but I'm honestly just curious now how this team will look with Deshaun Watson. The last few uh, six games will be interesting. Just to see how that looks. Other than that, though, there's always next year.
1: Uh, he, I think he nailed it. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to at this point. I'm am, excited to see Deshaun Watson. Right. I'm
3: yep. looking forward to it. I. Th- <laughs> Are we gonna beat the Bucks? Probably not. Can we beat the Bucks? Probably not.
1: Okay. Well, you said that twice, <laughs> so I'm thinking that you meant. Can, can we beat the Bills? No. No. Can we well, beat the well, Bucks? <laughs> eh.
3: No. Uh, but we can beat the
2: Bucks. They are not good. No, but you, but you're forgetting how much they're going to gash us on the ground. Tom Brady
3: doesn't have to do anything in that game, <sighs> which is crazy. If we if we give up a ton of rushing, they can't run the ball. So if we give up, trust I have both the running. Backs. I know, but they didn't do they too can't. bad against Seattle the other day. And if they
5: have legs, I'm telling you, they our, can run the ball.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> unless
2: the, they have like a spinal defense. great
3: great analysis. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I love it. So now we're about to get fisted by the Bills, <laughs> it's gonna be uh, we actually talked about this this is gonna be one of the easiest games for me to watch because there's zero expectations if we're not just getting pounded all game i'm gonna be like what well, we looked <laughs> look patient. at
1: that bright spot
3: <laughs> yeah it was only a four score game look at that hey, we did uh, all right <laughs> so um but so th- there's still this slight glimmer uh. of hope the slight 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 it's it's very little it's doubtful it's probably not going to happen but it's there um i am excited to see watson i wanted to bring this up so i'm glad everybody's talking about joe Woods' defense so this is still in play you guys see miles garrett's quote after the game uh i guess the motions and a lot of the movements they were doing in real time just sort of have a different pace than we were expecting also practice <laughs> 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 practice you two weeks that's, you had two weeks to prepare for this. The Dolphins run motion more than every team in the league.
2: <laughs> Maybe they were just watching the tape like a little bit slower than he's got you know, the running back speed of yeah, .75. Playback. Yeah, right. <laughs>
5: it's, good.
1: it's good, man.
5: Look how slow their running backs are. Yeah, not <laughs> Look, fast. They're way faster than I thought they were going to be.
3: <laughs> oh, Joe. Oh. He's like, change it. Kevin, don't tell anybody. But <laughs> I I, forgot, I, was, I was breaking down this film, and <laughs> I forgot to turn the playback speed to normal. <laughs> no wonder Miles was so surprised by this guy's speed. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. He kills there. fast. Yeah. <laughs> you had two weeks, and yeah. you were surprised by something? That's lack it's, of preparation. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean. That and, was and the that, most
2: disappointing. Out of that, a bye. And that's how a
3: Miles. Learned. That's a subtle way for Miles to, like, call out the coaching. Miles needs to keep his mouth shut.
2: He's this. He hasn't got a track record of doing this. He wasn't any you know display of incredibleness yesterday. Either. No,
3: it's all over the internet. If you want to see Miles' effort, go watch the play where they run right at him and he does nothing except for he's unblocked by the D lineman. He lets his guy over him, just get up to the linebacker, it doesn't crash him down or anything, and then just gets cracked by a receiver. Not even hard. <laughs> the guy just kind of like bumps into him and gets in his way and miles just like oh shit i'm blocked this play
2: yep and he just stands there he just,
3: just stands there he doesn't fight over rip across his face try to run through the guy he literally just stood there like oh i guess i'm taking this playoff he blocked me
2: a receiver comes to block tj watt that receiver's getting knocked down
3: yes he might not make
2: the play but he's knocking that receiver down come on you're not getting blocked by a wide receiver and it was
3: it's not even it wasn't even a hard block no <laughs> or like it's a
1: like, blind side
2: like, yeah, yeah.
3: It was, he just, he didn't even hardly block him. He just kind of stood like in his way. <laughs> it was almost like a screen in basketball. And Miles didn't even put up a fight. So don't, I think the coaching sucks, Miles, but I try harder at this podcast and you tried on that play. So <laughs> I'll call it out. You at least we
2: by. show up every week. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, I mean, that watching that play, I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, was... no wonder we got our asses kicked.
1: Uh, and I, I, like, I don't think we can. Push it enough that that was for two weeks. That's yep. that's the product that we put out there. We had two weeks to prepare for just, and it's not like we were like looking ahead because we can't afford to do that, but this was two weeks to prepare for this team, and we looked completely lost and surprised. Everybody at what said
3: that uh, the whole defense must have won out with Perry on the night before. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I
2: think it's John's right. I think it was the playback speed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: for
2: sure. Let's defend what it. What
3: about Perry on though, guys? Bust. I, can't I, he got cu- I can't believe he hasn't got cut yet.
1: I think we're so weak at that position that they're like maybe he'll. I maybe think the Browns have around.
3: kind of a bad habit of keeping
5: people around based on potential. That I mean, that potential doesn't really go anywhere. Is it
2: true like, that there's still not an Andrew Berry draft pick that's been cut yet? Oh uh, uh, no,
1: look out! Oh okay, yep, got cut. But he's the he's the only one I'm pretty sure.
3: And um, yeah, I mean, Perion, he's got issues. Obviously, there's a we're seeing we're starting to see why he fell. He fell. Like it's crazy. It's tough. Um, yeah,
2: it is. So it's kind of like uh, you know Malik McDowell last year, mm. the way
3: he played. It'd been nice to have him this year. Yeah, no kidding. So. Oh. But you know, just uh, so I saw this, and this makes me feel even worse. First of all, we already <laughs> touched on this. We're, we're out of voicemails, right? Yeah. So, so we just, just kind of lay it shoot on heavy. The shit for a minute. <laughs> um, first of all, the Colts just won. They were the dumpster fire of the week. They fired their offensive coordinator two weeks ago, fired Frank Reich, hired Jeff freaking Saturday. He's got four days to prepare, and he's never been a coach at the collegiate or pro level. He had to leave the get-up set at ESPN to go to Indianapolis and be like, oh, crap, i got to throw together a game plan and coach these guys in four days. And they won. (laughs) The Browns had two weeks to prepare, and they got beat thirty nine to seventeen. <laughs> yeah, you know yes, what I mean. Did. Like that only, and I saw. Go look at the teams that have the same or worse record than the Browns. There's not many, and they're they're like the dumpster fire teams. And it's like, holy crap, that's us. We had a guy in our in our YouTube comments this week got mad because we called the Browns a dumpster fire. If if we're not a dumpster fire, what is a dump? What is?
1: No, it's. I, We're, we're, and it's been that there's a repetition of this every year as a Browns fan, I get up and I, I go, Hey, you know, this is it. I like what I see on paper. I, we got all these playmakers, man, we're, we went out and made some moves and then it's just the same product every year. And it's either, I feel like it's year to year. Like the offense will be really good. Then the defense sucks and we can't do anything. Then the next year, the defense is solid, but the offense sucks. And then you know, then there's this year like the offense is okay, but the defense and the special team sucks. So it's like, at the end of the day, like if we're not, I think dump- top to bottom, we're shit.
3: Yeah, we're, if we're not a dumpster fire, we're a tire fire, uh, <laughs> and it's
1: it's a full rage burn.
3: And, it, and yes, and then <laughs> this, I just saw this. It said the Titans mm. are routine are routinely down seven starters. Ranked thirty second in yards per drive and have gained more yards than their opponent only one time this year. They're six and three. Yep. Yep. So how are these other teams that are limited, have less talent, dealing with injuries? How? Why can they be six and three? You know why? Because they do the little things. They don't have stupid penalties. They don't start drives first and twenty. They give effort every single play every single week.
2: To to prove your point here, let's look at these other teams real quick that only have three wins, just like the oh Browns. Can you tell me if on paper we have the better team.
3: Oh boy, I don't okay, know. Okay, so what man. about
2: the Bears? We're no, yes. yeah, we're Panthers.
3: Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, uh, we have the same three amount of wins? wins as the Panthers. Jesus yeah. Christ.
2: The, te- uh, the Texans have one win.
3: We're, we are we are. By the way, one, one second. Yeah. <laughs> we're a fifty-eight-yard field goal away from having less wins than the. You're
2: Panthers. right, and they're going to have more than us. <laughs> yeah. So what about the Rams?
1: I I yeah, would think that they are more talented.
2: Uh, not this year, but would you call them a dumpster fire this year?
1: Yes, their offensive line is really really bad. They they
2: can't run the ball. All they the do crap. is throw to Cooper. No.
3: That's it. The and defense is hurt. Yeah, yeah. Jane Jefferson was hurt most of the year. Yeah, what, what about they have a lot of weapons? So then the they Saints, got, the Saints have
2: three wins. Huh? The, the Saints? Saints are awful.
3: They suck. I don't, okay. I'm not a believer on them. The Lions. The, the Saints though. The offense we thought they were going to have, James got hurt. Yeah. Landry got hurt. Thomas is on IR. Michael Thomas on, broke so, his toe again. Yeah, they're playing with – I saw a thing that said Michael Thomas toe missing another year. Brian Robinson shot four times, missed four games. Yeah, <laughs> correct.
2: <laughs> so what did I just say? The Lions have three wins and then the dumpster fire Broncos. Yeah. And us.
1: It's Here's the good. thing is like – How many wins do the Steelers have?
2: Oh, I forgot to scroll down.
5: Three. Three. Oh, unreal man. so aside the from the rams maybe the rams i think we're the biggest letdown among all those teams the uh,
3: broncos okay yeah. uh, how yeah. many wins do the raiders got two two the the Ra- who so who's the bigger letdown this year the browns or the raiders raiders raiders, raiders. raiders. yeah it's got to be the raiders a because fewer they rams.
5: had the quarterback all year yeah. two wins two wins two. and they got yeah they just traded for devonte adams
3: they've got they the same currently.
1: amount of wins that Derek Carr has eyes that have eyeliner on.
3: <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Josh McDaniels. I saw a stat that said in his first six games, he was, as a head coach, he's six and zero. In his next thirty-one games, he's seven and twenty-four. Oh wow! Yeah. And it's not for like a lack of talent. I feel I mean, like they. Are his okay. first time in Denver he had Tebow, so they didn't have a ton of. Talent. I'm talking about this year. The, oh no, but they're banged up.
1: Like Waller's out. Ren Ren throws out again. They cut their first round pick, who I liked him a lot coming out of college. Uh, what was his name? Uh, yeah, but, safety Abrams
3: or oh uh, yeah, John Abrams.
1: Yeah, John. I thought he was like going to be a stud player for the NFL, like in the NFL, and. They just cut him.
3: They, if you go look at like their last six drafts, they have none of their first-round picks. They're all either incarcerated yeah. <laughs> or...
2: or uh, cut, yeah. traded. Mm. Just to put a, a final point on this, the Colts, who we just said hired a, a TV analyst to be their head coach four days ago, have four wins. They're ahead of the Browns. <laughs> and and, and the Washington Commanders, who can't even pick a freaking team name any year, yeah. have four wins. Yeah. So... So here you
5: are, Cleveland. Before we wrap this up, I wanted to go back to one thing, see, <laughs> see if you guys have an opinion on this. <laughs> I, absolutely, John. I'm sure we do. <laughs> I'm sure we do. Do you guys have your eyes on anybody that you would consider a leader on defense that we could pick up? Coach or player. Oh, player? Player in the offseason. Who said, well, real quick, who said about Brian Flores? I will, a I lot of people. I think um, like
3: Zimmer. Yeah,
5: yeah, someone texted about that yesterday. Um, I would also, as far as coaching, like I'd bring back Greg Williams. <laughs> I love Greg Williams. I like Greg bro, Williams. He man. wouldn't fit. <laughs>
4: he yeah.
2: wouldn't fit. They, they wouldn't.
1: He
5: would not fit.
1: As he far as jump. players
2: go, I think it's got to be some sort
3: of. We need a linebacker. Like we need
2: a linebacker. Yeah, I think I we need. Uh, Go ahead, buddy.
3: Linebackers. It's they're usually like the one of the most athletic, most aggressive, best players on your defense, and we never have one. No. So no. why why not? Well, I don't. I don't understand devaluing linebacker. I, and they're we only the, start one anyway. They're the, they're the so. captain of your defense normally.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. Usually. Like
3: they're, they're 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 usually the guy. Well, so why do we not value that? Call, I, I don't uh, understand that.
1: Call me crazy, and I don't even know if this is. I'm just shooting this name out there again. Sheldon Richardson, I'm pretty sure, is still unemployed, and <laughs> would come in and save us a little bit, a tad bit. We could at least be like, hey. We're, we're at least serviceable in the middle of that line. But I'm pretty sure that we're. this is what we're going to roll out there. This is it. We're going to get dominated and bullied
5: all day up
3: front. Mm-hmm. I'd
5: I'm not look, worried about doing anything before the season is over.
3: No, I'd have to look at players to at know this players. I, to me, the biggest need on defense isn't yes, we need two more D tackles. We need a linebacker, but the biggest need on defense is a leader, a, a coordinator. Yeah, a coordinator. Yeah. Yes. Jeez, yeah. So, um, Anything else you guys want to touch on? I think we covered pretty much everything. Embarrassing game, and we're going to get to a preview next week of next week's game. Um, mm. Stay tuned because thank God it's not in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah.
1: As much as I uh, was excited to see uh, Josh Allen play, I'm not that excited now.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, thanks for checking out this episode. We appreciate your guys' voicemails. We know the Browns are hard to watch. We know it's depressing uh but don't give up on the browns and don't give up on us. I know I keep begging you, please keep watching, keep <laughs> interacting with us. And this is the only thing that gets me through the week after watching the browns is coming in here and talking about how bad they suck and hearing from you guys. So keep watching the show, keep interacting. We'll get to the off season and then that's when it gets fun again because we you know, we have hope again for some reason. So, uh you know, we only get what? Only Eight more weeks and it's on to the off season. That's right, baby. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so stick stick with us, and as we move into the off season, we'll, you know we'll talk about the Cavs. Hopefully, they start winning again. Um, then the Guardians will be coming up. So, you know, we'll do some things to try to. Pump the uh the atmosphere back up on this show once we get done yeah. with this. We with can excited
1: season. excited for the NFL draft and who we're gonna take in the first round. Oh <laughs> wait a
3: minute. No, we're gonna I was have
2: to gonna wait. say don't get too down though because in a couple weeks we do get Deshaun back. Yes. That's gonna be a lot more excitement. Even if we even if our defense is still trash, we do have an elite quarterback to Shoot watch out finally every week. Yep. It'll Let's be a fun go. preview for next year. That, exactly right. Exactly, exactly right.
3: I I've, I know we talked about this. I think for Deshaun's first game. We're thinking about going live during that game. So you guys can kind of like watch the game with us and we can
1: get kicked off of YouTube for uh, profanity. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Sounds so great. if that's something you guys are interested in, let us know. So we'll, we'll, we'll just like sit around, watch the game and shoot the shit with all you guys while we're all watching and complain together. Um, I know we talked, some people will talk about that and so we're kind of kicking the tires on that idea. Uh, Make sure you guys check out our preview for the Bills. It's going to be super fun. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> we, short. Yep, we got a lot, of, a lot of good stuff to talk about for that matchup. Um, <laughs> like how many fantasy points Diggs is going to get me. Uh, <laughs> make sure you guys tune in to the After Hours. Uh, if you're not a Dog Pack member, make sure you do so. Join the dogs.com. After Hours today is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we got some requests. People want to hear us just kind of go off about the defense, so –
1: here we go we're going
3: to go off we're going to make some game picks it's going to be a lot of fun Um, so make sure you check that out if you guys don't want to check that out we will see you guys next week when we talk about how bad the Bills beat us (laughs) have a safe (laughs) week everybody Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dog's Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dog's Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.